We've already started to coin the term Web Zero, which is hilarious. We've? Well, we've, we've coined it. We've coined it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You said it, but I think we've coined it. We've coined it, it yeah. Uh, the amount of times, yeah, you guys have it's probably said it more than me now. Yeah, Especially, and it, yeah. It's, it's weird, too, because, uh, you know, I don't think we've ever even, like, fundamentally talked about, like, like on the tech side, how Web Zero would work, but we're just like, yeah, we're just rolling with it. If it's real life, it's Web Zero. Too yeah, easy. It, I mean, yeah, man. Why not? So, hey, Holly. Hey, who else we got in here? Meta Apex. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Follow. We said hi to you earlier. Um, so, a couple things. I want to get filled in a little bit if you have any knowledge on a topic I'm thinking of, and then uh, maybe we'll dive into some how we got here stuff. But, um, did you see anything about the Snoop Dogg impersonator at NFT New York City? I did. Okay, I'm, I was dying to talk to you about this this morning because I did see a couple things um, on it and didn't read totally deep, but it's interesting. And then uh, there was some f- facts. Well, I shared that one post with you. I don't know if you saw that on Instagram, but it like OpenSea came out with some statistic that 80% of NFTs created last month were like Scams. fraudulent or scam related. Yeah, well... So first of all, uh, I think that makes sense um, on a scammer front, right? Because for every one project that comes out, you know, even if it's a legitimate project, there's going to be, you know, well, I mean, we saw it with our boarding passes and with our, our yacht collection. We had, you know, three fraudulent boarding pass collections. Uh, first of all, there are just scam projects and, um, and I'm not, like in that specific instance, I am talking about rug pulls and shit like that. But then there's just scam projects that just like, hey, I'm just gonna make a bunch of shit on OpenSea, and none of it's real. I just took some art off of Google and, and yeah, put it on see there who's and, gonna pay for it, right? You know, kind of just cast a wide net. So yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Eighty percent of OpenSea. Um, I mean, even just firsthand, I think we've seen that. Yeah, yeah. And you can go right now. I mean. We go to the, the stats, the activity stats, and you can still see most of the projects that have a lot of activity are s- just fraudulent shit, you know? Yeah, dude, the amount of shit I have in my hidden. I yeah. think I checked yesterday. It was like 60 things in my hi- in my hidden that, that I have not asked for. Insane. And it's just like f- these random fucking flyers and these, these feed birds and shit and whatever. They're, and it's like, you know, that was the whole thing we talked about with Oriana last week was people like <coughs> there's just like these huge offers on them. So you click and, you know, I'm still curious, though, if if you could get any sort of money from those ones. I have a wallet that had one in it that didn't have anything else in it. Like I didn't have any really any ETH, like maybe 20 bucks in ETH in it. And there was no NFTs I really had in it. And I tried to accept one and it like. It just didn't do anything. Okay. Well, that's... I mean, we kind of expected that, right? But... Wondering what it's... Yeah, like how... Why is the OpenSea platform letting it look that way? Right. Because that's that's definitely a coding or an API issue on OpenSea's part. Or, or, or it's part of that scam of like, hey, you drop all these... You airdrop all these. I'll put high offers on them. You know, somebody you know through another wallet or whatever, and then try try to get people to. But that how would that benefit them? Right, you just lose money unless it's some really fucking advanced marketing tactic that I don't know about. Yeah, I'm trying to figure um, out why that's. You know what? What could maybe be a thing, and it'd be 
it might be low effort here is you make a bunch of offers and then after you make the no because when you make those offers it takes your money out of your wallet for the time being right like the like I was going to say maybe you make a bunch of offers and then just send your, your yeah money to make else, an offer it's got to be the rapties right and it has to be at that point it's like put on hold you, you you don't just like get to keep putting offers on everything you know right weird huh but dude i just got to just got thinking. Dupe Snog, man. Snoop Dog. <laughs> Dupe yeah. Snog, yeah, man. Yeah, Dupe Snog. Yeah, yeah. Dupe Snog was out there, dude. Uh, that Snoop Dog impersonator. Dude, apparently people weren't even like taking pictures with him and saying like Snoop Dog, and like in the pictures the name tag is like Dupe Snog. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. They're like, they're like, yeah, it's so great to to finally meet Snoop Dog, and it's like NFT projects were putting it up on their on their Twitter and stuff. Like, hey, Snoop Dog's all about you know dick butt. 77 you know whatever their <laughs> nft project is and it, it's funny because like the dude kind of looks like snoop but like he looks like just a cracked out version of snoop instead of like a i'm just a trying to figure out like what like obviously they were trying to market on that snoop dog was coming or whatever this project i wonder how snoop is like reacting to that i mean he's probably just chilling he probably doesn't give a shit you know, I mean, people use his likeness all the time. Like, there are just impersonators of him. It's kind of similar to, like, you know, Elvis or uh, yeah. Gary Vee impersonators. Yeah. You know, luckily, Gary Vee has such a distinct face and, and not a lot of, like, stuff that he can't really cover it. But, I mean, we saw VCon. Like, Snoop Dogg comes rolling in and, like, cheetah leopard print and gold and, like, glasses on and, and big chains and stuff like that. And I feel like as long as you have sort of the right look... Yeah, you, it's can, pr- you can pretend to be Snoop. Yeah, because you, you're not. Yeah, you, you're not. You don't really know what to expect when you see Snoop, anyways. Because he's like Gary V's always got a V Friends T-shirt on. Yeah, you know, and, and it's a, just his face and a blue hat, right? And and blue jeans. Where Snoop Dogg is always very. You never know what to expect. So yeah, it could be easy to just like wing it. Yeah, and, yeah, and I mean, and if you were tall and thin and had a kind of a deep, high voice. Yeah, and if you're an actual like artist too. I mean, like. This guy actually performed, you know, he was out there performing like, um, yeah, he, what song was it? Snoop Dogg's music? Yeah. Yeah, he performed one of Snoop Dogg's So was songs. this like, this, so was this like. A professional impersonator. Okay, so this was not like, people knew this guy was impersonating him. This guy fucking impersonated him. And then now people are catching him on the backside impersonating him. I'm just trying to figure out, was this like. I, I don't think necessarily it was somebody hired him. It like they didn't hire him for any particular reason. I don't think. Um, it wasn't like some project was like, "Hey, let's pretend we got Snoop Dogg." I think it was more so he probably just went to you know NFT NYC to get more known as a Snoop Dogg impersonator because that's a place Snoop Dogg would go. You know what I mean? I got you. Hmm. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe some guy hired him or some project hired him, but like. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know, I have no idea. Huh. So, okay. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to figure that out. All right. Yeah, that's cool. Whatever. Yeah, do, interesting. do your thing. Yeah, you know? this is just so interesting, like, the ways people do shit. How about just the ways people make money? Yeah, weird. like, no, no way to make money other, like, like trying to exactly fucking copy somebody. <laughs> but in the same sense, even that takes a ton of skill. Oh, absolutely. Right? I couldn't be a Snoop Dogg impersonator. Well, we know that. (laughs) (laughs) 
for for some pretty obvious reasons and then some pretty non-obvious reasons, you know. I'd say that Snoop Dogg's probably like foot and a half tall. I don't know. How tall are you? Six foot? I'm like six two. Snoop's probably what, six five? I mean, he's got to be tall. He looks tall. But Gary Vee's also short, and the only time I've ever seen them in person is standing next to each other. So, yeah, that is true. Gary Vee's like f- really short. Yeah, like five something. Like five eight. It's always so know. interesting seeing people in real life that you've only seen like online and stuff, and you're like, damn, I thought they were taller, or damn, thought they were short, you know, or whatever. Right. Like Logan Paul is another one. He's he's pretty big. Dude, he's a monster. Yeah. Like he was walking across stage in a like a giant. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. It's neat. It's kind of like, I think part of that, too, is you, especially with celebrities, you tend to build them up in your mind. Oh, yeah. Like Gary Vee. Like like I've brought up before, I mean, he's damn near deified in the space, right? Like, he is God. God, Gary Vee. Yeah. So, like, when you see him and his stature is a lot smaller in person, it's like, and don't get me wrong, his ego, or not his ego, but his, his confidence is still there and his, his like, presence is yeah. still huge. Yeah. But, just, like, purely on a stature base not as not as big as you'd expect right yeah it's cool it's really interesting yeah but that kind of shows you too though you know kind of going back like the way people make money in, in this world is nuts i mean you know just the nft ecosystem alone there's like i could probably name 40 different ways off the top of my head you know of uh of how people can make money well we got we got general chat blowing up huh uh, Meta and Wyatt going back and forth. <laughs> oh, they, they just chilling. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Um, yeah. So let me get back to this chat and see if there's any questions in here yet. Well, it got compromised. Random NFT airdrop. All right. So I don't touch the random NFT. Usually, when you click on them, you get hacked. While it get compromised. Random NFT airdrop. I know people make money selling NFT socks, bro. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, that's that's the other thing. Is you look at um the NFT space. You have you have like. Your traditional jobs, right? Like marketing, modding, uh, dev, blockchain dev, website dev, uh, all, all of that. But then, yeah, there's all of these like other weird ways people make money. Like they'll open a company that we just print canvases of people's NFTs. Yeah. You know, we, we've been talking to Finn Cotton quite a bit now, um, which makes custom NFT shoes. You know, if you want to go and get shoes for your community, talk to them and they have a way of doing it. You know, if you want to, yeah, anything you want to do with your NFT, like somebody's making money somehow doing it. All right. So let's go to Web Zero for a second. What's trying, tell me about, uh, Gunnar, tell me about a couple weird ways you've tried to make money throughout the years. Oh, man. All Before right. Before you got in Web 3. Well, okay. So and we're talking strictly Web Zero or are we talking Web 2? Yeah, I mean, I would say anything before the NFTs. Okay. Well, um, I would say the weirdest way, and, and I won't count Web3 because I was into yield farming and staking and, and that kind of stuff as well. But I'd say one of the weirder ways I've made money in the past, um, I brought up last year uh, or, or the other day to you, which was last year I went out and pretty much just gave away free beer on a boat. And was basically just taking donations. So, had my pontoon boat, had a free beer sign on the side, and pretty much just chucked beer to people, and they threw me money back. And that was that was kind of a fun little way of doing it. We set up a, a movie theater on the island, um, which was super sick. It's kind of like a drive-in boat theater. 
rather than like driving cars. So we put a we strung up a, a thing of paracord, put a white sheet down, had one of those mobile projectors, and then uh, had like Bluetooth speakers in our boat. That was one way that, uh, admittedly, we just kind of did it for fun. I wasn't really trying to make money from that, but you know, made, made enough money for beer and and did the thing there. So I mean, that was fun. I love it. I, I think it's all about the creativity. That's that's you know, it's it's uh leveraging something to make do with something else. You know, leveraging the free beer. Right. Well there's there's that like entrepreneurial spirit there, yeah. right? Where I and I was telling you uh yesterday, I think it was yesterday, um, when we were getting launched or whatever, that next week so so for the people that don't know, I play snowshoe softball or snowshoe baseball, um, every Monday, which is like a big touristy thing. You know, we have like I think our first game was last week, first game of the season, and we had like 500 to 1,000 people in the stands, and it's fun because uh, it's like a whole event. The whole like town comes, um, you know, tourists come there, and it's just me making a fool of myself. You know, on snowshoes, on in snow the dirt. <laughs> in the dirt, falling around. Um, but my, my great uncle actually owns a, a piece of land that's like kitty corner to the field, and we have an, a benefit in our hometown, which is we're the only town in the United States that has, uh, or at least in the state of Wisconsin, that has open container laws, meaning that you can just grab a beer, walk down the street, and drink, you know, no questions asked. Cops Holly's husband you. knows knows about that. Really? Social baseball, yeah. That's actually awesome. He must be from Chicago. I think you said Chicago had a good team, Holly says. Yeah, so Chicago is actually our, our big rivals. We play them every 4th of July. Uh, great guys. Actually, the way that started was my my next door neighbor, um, really good guy. He actually passed away, uh, I think, two years ago. Um, really good people, but he was a tourist that ended up living in um, in our area for a long time. And his sons loved to play ball and watch the games. And then eventually, he's like, "Hey, we're all from Chicago, and we have our own softball teams down there. Would you guys be all right with us coming up?" So, because most of our tourists are from Illinois. Um, we wanted to find a way to represent them during the 4th of July. So now, uh, for the past 15 years, uh, we've been playing Chicago every single 4th, and it's our most heated game. They're really good. We never know who's going to win. Sometimes it's us, sometimes it's them, but it's it's our most competitive game for sure. I'll be there, Holly. I'll get some footage for you. I'm really hoping to be in the announcer's booth. Yeah, but Aaron's <laughs> been pushing that. I don't know if we'll be able to make it happen by this 4th. Right. Yeah, it's... uh. It's weird because the the announcing there, um, it's so much like the old guys have kind of done it for forever, and it's kind of like part tradition. But it's like ah, Aaron's from the area, like let's get him at the game. And yeah, and it'd be pretty happens. funny to have somebody in there that doesn't really know what he's announcing about. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Sponsored yeah. by Lazy Eight Yacht Club, right? Yeah, just get our get our <laughs> name up there. Sp- sponsored by Lazy Eight Yacht Club and Johnsonville Brats, right? <laughs> Um, but but yeah, in, in terms of making money though, um, so you know it's no secret that I got a kid on the way. Um, you know my uh, fiance is due in uh, in November, and it's interesting because diaper prices and uh, formula prices are nuts. And what I plan on doing because at the game itself, there's no uh, there's no beer sold there, um, and the reason being is that. The people who sell the food and all the homemade pies and stuff, they are uh, the Lions Club, which they don't have a license to sell beer or liquor. and So free beer with a diaper donation. Yes, sir. So, yeah, right kitty corner to Dude, the field. Dude, you could call it diaper donation. Right, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to have 
just free beer sign, and then I'll have a big old jar that just says diaper donation. I'll probably come throw a bill in there, yeah, man. Yeah, you know why, why not? Why not? That'd be fun. Yeah. I won't take the beer. It's all right. We'll, we'll have some lemonade or something for you. Hey, soon, you know? I'm gonna be the only person that comes in your stand and donates and doesn't take the beer. Look at that. Other people might just take the beer and not donate, which is fine. <laughs> hey, I'll make up for it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, what I'm thinking, I'm just gonna get a, a you know a few thirty racks at a time just from the gas station down the road. And I say we just say fuck it. Let's go to Triggs and get a keg. We could do that too. Just get a keg and start, start kegging Dude, just it. tapping. Like, dude, I'm right. down. Just Lazy 8 Yacht Club gear on, diap- diaper diaper donations. Yeah, too easy. That's it. Yep. We're out here hustling, guys. <laughs> we, we grind it. Yeah. But I don't know, uh, you know, kind of getting back to your point is like, you know, I think there's a lot of different ways to make money. And I've, and I've tried a lot of different ways. Like, I've I've started um, other companies. One was, was rather successful, but the market... Uh, we want to talk about the market taking a shit here in the past couple weeks. Uh, I I released a, a an AI, essentially an, an artificial intelligence algorithm for the stock market right as COVID hit, which you know we were using twenty years of of data for our training set, and it does you no good when the market's never seen anything like COVID. You know the closest thing is the the recession of, of housing uh, mm-hmm. or in the, in the housing market collapse in 2008. But yeah, th- let's just say that the prediction algorithm was at like 96% accurate. And then after, <laughs> after COVID hit, it was like 70% accurate. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those things that was like, all right, man, Hey, maybe I'll revisit this when, you know, the world is niche. Right. But That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, you, you, you know about the game too, dude. Like, uh, you know, we talked, about kind of what some things I've done for money, which there's a lot of other weird ones, but um, I think at one time I tried to make a, a pre-workout company, uh, which was funny because I have a, an incorporated LLC just because they wouldn't let me buy caffeine powder. Um, yeah, it, fun fact, they don't let you buy caffeine powder in bulk because it's technically a poison. Yeah. But if you're a company, you can. So when I was developing my own pre-workout, I went and, um, <laughs> I went and, and created a company called Dunbar Labs and uh, this way I could go and, and get bulk caffeine powder sent to my apartment. And, yeah, I had, like, 500 grams of caffeine, enough to kill, like, a small village. I was like, I need to be real careful. I'm, like, microdosing it myself by hand and, you know, one one wrong <laughs> pour and I'm dead. It was like, yeah, all right, I get why they don't let you do this. But Yeah, the laboratory set up up in the dorm. Right, yeah, for real, for real. I had, like, me and, like, you know, 10 guys living in, in this house and it's like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be doing this, especially when everyone wants to like work out and drink caffeine powder and what. Yeah, it was dumb. But 